This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, this is Alicia Wynn. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hey, this is Lindsay Lowen. Hi, this is Poppy from The Apprentice. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, I'm Holly Sorensen, creator of Make It or Break It. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom. Hi, this is Christina Chaw from Survivor One World. Hi, my name is Josie Loren. I play Kaylee Cruz. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner from this season's Apprentice. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello, ich bin Nina Rausch und Sie hören sich gerade an. This is Alec Baldwin. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, this is Jenny Blatt from Love in the Wild. Hey, this is Chelsea Hobbs, and you're listening to two of my favorite blogger podcast guys um, on What Do They Said. Did you hear? 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 What do they say? You get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason DePlissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios Southwest in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who will be leading us in prayer, your host, <laughs> Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you from the Duvet Studios, the legendary, the famed... The hallowed halls of Duvet Studios Northeast on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, where I am podcasting with you today, Jason, from the very tippy-tippy-tippy-tippy-top of the Rockefeller Christmas tree. Oh. Rockefeller Square. Are you the uh, special ornament on the top there? Instead of a star or an angel, they've got Bob Duvet? Actually, what they've done this year, which I think is really cool because it's kind of a way to combine uh, two traditions... Um, they're having David Blaine, you know, famed magician. Yeah, street street hustler. Yes. He is uh, balancing on the very top, top, top as the Christmas tree ornament this year. He's going to try and do it for the full 12 days of Christmas. Uh, you know, that's just an illusion. He's not really it's not doing him. it. It's a hologram of him up there. Well, you he's know. Out, he's out of pasties having cocktails and brunch with people yeah exactly having uh uh pickleback shots Ugh! don't get me started we'll get to those later all right we'll get to those later well that sounds like a festive new york holiday there in the rockefeller center and with the ice skating and whatnot um you told yeah. me you were going to try to go ice skating last week but before you do that i do want to make sure everybody knows that they can participate in the show by sending us an email at what do they said at gmail.com because your emails mean so much you can also don't do it you can, hey, easy, whoa, hey, hey. You can also find us on the iTunes, leave us a rating. Uh, you can just click on the stars there. That helps us get found on iTunes, by the way. The more ratings and reviews we get, the higher we get up there, and more people get to listen to our show. So head on out and do that. You can listen to us on Stitcher anywhere you go on your mobile smartphone. It's free. You can find us on memevio.com. You can also uh, look for us on our good buddy uh, Elton McManus's site out there in the we UK. We love Elton McManus. <laughs> Rogue 2. <laughs> Greetings, all of you out there across the pond. Um, hail Britannia. Uh, and you can give us a phone call at Rob. 415 
9370445. That number is there for you, you listener. And it's 415-937-0445. So you Operators we may lose it. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, you can actually text us at that number, too. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, text us. That's what. That's why there's been a bit of a log jam in receiving messages. Kids don't know how to leave messages anymore. Yeah. So uh, let's do that again. Don't You don't need to call us. You don't need to leave us a voice no. message that can get played on the air. Just text us. I'm getting one right now, Jace. Are you? What does it say? Yeah. It says L-M-A-O-F. L O L I heart you. Huh. I wonder what L M O F stands for. I have no idea. I don't know the abbreviations, but we will learn it together, listeners. Okay, well that's very exciting. Our first text. Wee Wee yeah. Hey, I've got some bad news for the folks out there in the UK. Oh no. I'm uh I made myself a cup of tea just as the show started and out here in the in the States we you know, you put a tea bag in a mug yes. and then you pour hot water. It's not over the it. only place you put a tea bag, Jace. Well, maybe later in the show when we talk about pickleback <laughs> shots, we can cover that as well. But I'm currently drinking this tea with the bag still in the tea. Oh, that's bad, bad form. Mm-hmm. I know. Sorry. But maybe we can string up some controversy out there in the Britons. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we have a lot out there in Great Britain. So maybe they want to uh, school us in the proper way to construct a cup of tea. Did you go ice skating in the ice skating rink at Rockefeller Center? I didn't because I took your advice. Uh, you said I was going to have like horrible shin pain. Wow. And I realized that I had to work. So I, I, I elected to wait until I had a, a, at least a couple of days strung together where I could uh, recover. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the best idea. And probably might not have been the uh, less, probably the less gay choice to go ice skating with your friend Jamie out there. In yeah. <laughs> oh, we made up for other gay, dubiously gay choices ourselves. Yeah, I saw the picture of you two embracing in Times Square with the big poster of the hobbit behind you which i thought was <laughs> that, that was the happiest i've ever been in my life did you see could you see you were uh, both brimming with with excitement oh yes i did see it's very exciting we'll maybe we'll post that on our facebook page you can find us on facebook did i mention that in our nice list of things oh yeah yeah do it do it people so many ways to find us now i think maybe they're overwhelmed back when there was only one way it was uh, like it was kind of like funneling cattle down into a chute right did you know that cows are only called cows when they uh, are after they've been pregnant? I did not know that. See, listeners. Yeah. See All this information. See, listeners. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you listeners. Yeah, see, see? listeners. Yeah, see. Um, how's our uh, duvets contest going? Are we getting a lot more entries in the contest for the big duvet holiday special? You know what it's like up in here um, in, in Duvet Northeast? It's We've installed one of those dancer bars along the hallway. And every morning I wake up and there are literally um, duvets limbering up. Uh, they're taking it very seriously. They really want to get their, their show together in time for the holiday spectacular. Oh, good. We have and an added uh, bit of cheer, holiday cheer here. I've ordered 
interns to wear elf costumes. Oh, that's sweet. Are they sexy elf yeah. costumes or are they not sexy elf are, costumes? Are there any other, Jace? Well, elves... Where does that fall on the, uh, the, the uh, you know, the wood scale for you? Uh, woman dressed as Santa's helper. You know, that uh, that's not a very... A quarter, as our package scale would indicate, it's quarter wood, half wood. Three quarters wood and full wood. <laughs> okay. When objectifying people in these situations. That's very scientific. I would say that's probably quarter wood. I don't really go for the only quarter wood, huh? Yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, the there's something about the like the red and white fur thing that's sexy. Yes. But sometimes it can go a little too far, where it's a little too Santa Claus, and then that goes into the mm. realm of not sexy. Um, I can give you a, a concrete example of that, which really isn't I a concrete example. But uh, I was about five years ago, I met up with a girl that we went on a date, and she told me she was really into Star Wars toys. Okay. And I went over to her house, and she had like just started collecting Star Wars toys, and she had a shelf on her um, a dresser where she had set up a few of her Star Wars toys. And I said, you know what? I've saved all of my Star Wars toys from my, when I was a kid. I have authentic Kenner Star Wars toys. And she thought, wow, that's hot. You know, let, let's check into that. So like mm -hmm. on our third or fourth date, this is after we'd already made out and, and, and gone the bases and whatnot. Um, uh -huh. I brought her. Ran to, the bases. We ran the bases. And I brought her over to my house after dinner. And we went up into my room in my bedroom, the two of us, and sat on the floor and opened up my box of Star Wars toys. And it was the most unerotic thing I could possibly think of. Because, like, this is stuff I played with when I was, you know, pre-interested in girls hanging out on the uh -huh. floor. And, like, it totally unsexed everything about it. Like, I was just. Ah, but couldn't the same be said for your penis? Uh, well... Something you played with before you were interested in girls? Right, yeah. My penis was, you know, just an object of peeing prior to oh, <laughs> my interest in girls. Purely function, not form. Yeah, so the, the girl dressed up like Santa Claus, like, there's a line where it becomes two, like, children's, uh... Mm. That, then it, then it, then the sexiness of it. So it, it really has to be a thing. Right. Yeah. What about you? I hear you. It sounds like you. you're into the Santa's helper. It depends on the helper, um, obviously. But no, I, I think that's a good look. I would say half wood. Okay. What about you, listener? What do they say at <laughs> gmail.com? How's your wood with sexy Santa's helpers? But certainly not with the interns, right? You're not, you're not sporting any half wood with the interns. No, no, no. Not this batch. Okay. Reba! We need sexier interns! I think the uh, the and also just for those who are still on the fence about entering the duvet contest, um, it's yes. it, we're we're not putting you in sexy outfits. It's just a kick no. line. It's all very it's all very chaste. Unless, you, unless of course you you would like to be right. So then see we, some of the photos we've gotten though. People are taking it very seriously. Yeah, I also don't like the sexy girl sitting on Santa's lap photo, which I know we've gotten several of those I don't as like well. That either yeah. that yeah that is reverse wood. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, as much as I like the girls in the pictures, like the whole mm. thing about it just throws me off. So yeah, yeah. If you're that, still that, that involves it. photoshopping and cropping, and, and and there's no need for that. Yeah, I'm talking to you, listener Trish. <laughs> uh, uh, my 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 dad, my dad, uh, 
That's fine. Please. It's okay. I was going to ask you if, uh, first I had two things I wanted to ask you. One is, do we have any guests today? If by guests you mean actual people that aren't affiliated with the show here to hawk something or speak on the topic or be uh, an informed, uh, to help inform our discussion, then no. You know, I was thinking that we could get Abby Maria from Survivor as a guest on the show. Oh, we, we need to. Let's get Reba. That was my serious voice. <laughs> Reba, we need to get Abby Maria from Survivor. I think you and I definitely need to chat with her. All right. So let's try for that. All right. Well, get Reba. She's going to be a pain in the ass. I'll tell you right now. Reba, I'll tell you right now. She's going to be a nightmare. Okay. Maybe uh, it would be best if we... Don't you think? Uh, yeah. So you think though she's going to be the one that's going to have like conditions and am I getting paid for it and all that other stuff? I think what it's going to turn into is her defending her actions through the entire season and she's going to talk mm. a lot and it'll be extremely boring. Nice. Well, let's find out. <laughs> okay. Great. We haven't had any boring survivors on in a while. No, it's time. We are way over there, sir. In fact, <laughs> honestly, going forth into the new year, we really got to... Um, I feel like we, we need to start taking the bull by the horns and really start pushing the, the guest thing. We have, between the two of us, we have access to so many forms of celebrity. <laughs> I'm not saying the best celebrity, but forms of celebrity. Right. Yeah. So the, we should be bringing them to uh, our various uh, caves, our duvet caves, or hidden from the rest of the world. Okay. But this show is happening. What do you think about getting a line of what Duvet said Christmas ornaments for the season? Ah, uh, would they each have a maybe a saying or a slogan from the show? Well, I don't necessarily necessarily I don't necessarily mean uh, balls, hanging balls. Okay. With because I love blue balls. I think just a simple blue ball in the Christmas tree says so much. <laughs> there you go. We could send out the what Duvet said blue balls. Um, <laughs> But, like, you know how Hallmark has these collector's ornaments that, you know, look oh. like LeBron James or whatever. Maybe we could actually have, yeah. you know, us in figurine that light up maybe hanging from the – our Ooh, blue, you know, I blue like balls it. that light up or something. <laughs> <laughs> how, how would you go about doing that? We have to commission, like, a uh, a ornament Fabricator? tinker? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ornament tinker. Yeah. <laughs> Are you an ornament tinker, listener? Would you like to get on board with this? There's no pay. Uh, I'm not. My texture isn't blowing up right now. So uh, I was... All right. Well, that's fine. We okay. tried. We tried. We tried. We tried to make holiday figurine ornaments of ours. <laughs> now, we, know. now we're back to the regular old stuff, which is Rob. Rob, do you have any news? Oh no. You should say that got some disturbing news on my computer screen. Oh, tell me about the disturbing news on your computer screen, Rob. I'm well. You know, you know this of me that I am a very big Yankees fan, and I don't even care to get into the impossibility that I would be or the bandwagon idea that I'm. You know, just. Uh, trying to be a front runner. This, none of this is true, listeners. I've been a Yankee fan for quite some time. For a very, very long time. Yeah. Okay. Almost as long as I've been on this earth. Methinks thou doth protest too much. 
Oh, you and your Shakespeare. Uh, um, but I am a, a, a I'm going to defend myself again. I am a huge Yankees fan. Okay. <laughs> Unapologetic. So then I, I just clicked on the New York Post. I actually slept in today, Jace, which is something I don't normally do. So it put me behind in the whole news aggregating. Okay. Well, so I'm, I'm looking at this in real time. Yeah. I have a question about the New York Post for you in a moment as well. Go on. Go on. Mm. We'll get to that. So the first thing I see is Yankees make Uke offer. Now, for those of you that may or may not know, Kevin Uchelis is a Boston Red Sox. And he's one of the most hated Boston Red Sox. Like, we've thrown at his head many a times. He's, he's just, I, he's probably my least favorite Red Sox. But now the Yankees are going to make him an offer and he might play for us and I'm going to have to like him. Uh oh. And they do this all the time. They always go after like a hated or reviled Red Sox and then sign it and make you like them. They do that all the time. They do it They've all the time. Before. Yeah, yeah. They did it with Johnny Damon. Um, yeah, there's been others. Wade Boggs. Okay, you've lost me. Okay, well, whatever. Sports Talk. Okay. On WBS Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> okay, so the Yankees signing a hated Red Sox <laughs> is not a... No, it shouldn't be, but it is. It should be, but it is. Hey, did you see the New York Post one or two days ago that some photographer snapped a picture of a guy who'd been pushed in front of a subway and the subway was barreling down at him? I did, man. That's This is a good place to start for our news segment because this was something I was going to bring up. Yeah, pretty disturbing photo, right? When you know that he didn't make it. I did not see the photo. I simply read about the backlash, which is what my news always is. I never hear the news. I only hear the backlash yeah. about the news. That's right. We discussed this on a previous episode. God, we've talked about everything, Rob. <laughs> my mother! <laughs> we were back to the bosses! <laughs> Move it to San Francisco. We are done. <laughs> this show was so much better when we were in San Francisco, Rima. Oh, God, I know. But uh, <laughs> was it splashed on the front of the post or something? I mean, what was your reaction? Yeah, to it was. It? Did you? So you didn't see the image? I did not see the image, no. The image is exactly as you describe it. Train barreling towards man who is kind of dazed and trying to lift himself out of the, you know, he's down in the, where the tracks are and completely empty. And this happened at like noon at, I want to say 42nd Street, which is a very crowded subway station. Mm -hmm. Of song. And the tracks are completely, I mean, the, you know, the, the waiting area is completely devoid of people and there were people there. So they must have cleared out, I guess, when this mad, you know, the story that there's some kind of mad pushed him out in front in, into the tracks. I heard that he was pushed. I hadn't heard that it was a madman. Well, they've since arrested the guy that happened fairly recently, but basically there's video. Of course, people are shooting the encounter, oh, you know, of the guy with the madman. Apparently what it was is, it was a 58-year-old man who had gotten in a fight with his wife, and so he had had a few. He was kind of drunk, and he's standing waiting for the subway, and the madman, who was mentally, you know, deranged, uh, came up, or there was some conversation between the two, and I think the drunk guy was trying to tell the madman that he was scaring people and that he should relax and trying to, you know, chill him out. Mm-hmm. And purely stated on the video, the madman says, 
Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Now, if a madman says that to me, I'm going to take him at his word. I would never get engaged in that conversation in the first place. No, I take that back. I'm just the kind of guy who would be up in the madman's face telling him to chill out. I wouldn't. I'm the type of guy that would just keep walking further and further away from the madman. But so they got some altercation where the guy said, stop talking to me. Ah!" Pushes him, like launches him out into the tracks as a train is coming, barreling down. And the response was, from best I can tell, that – the photographer that took the picture framed it up, took the picture, you know, probably took several. It was a digital camera. And then his way of trying to stop the train was to run towards the train, flashing his snapshot. Yeah, that's what I had heard, that his excuse was that he was using his flash, which just sounds like a like the kind yeah. of thing I would tell my parents coming home at, you know, one o'clock in the morning when I was supposed to be home at 11. Uh, I was trying to use my flash to stop the car. What? How come? How could nobody help the guy? The thing is, to judging from the picture, now I can understand. There's going to be a certain point where you may decide, okay, I really want to help this guy get out, but the train's getting too close, and I don't want to get killed. Right. But there was looked like ample time for people to at least make an attempt and then make that decision. Well, I certainly, but, I certainly wouldn't hop down onto the tracks to help the no, guy. No, but no, I would no, no, no. lean but over and hold, hold out my up. hand. Yeah. Well, it just goes back to we've talked about this, and I think we are ahead of the curve on this. And I think we might get protests saying, yeah. oh, no, that's not true, or that's not how people operate, or you guys are just bitter and jaded. But I honestly believe people do not – give a shit and it's just like they were the people that were there i'm sure while horrified were just watching something that wasn't affecting them so it didn't affect them well and i also think that they that they watch things as if they were watching a video game or tv or well or Mm -hmm. you know i mean that's a bit that's a bit tipper gore of me but i think that people Mm -hmm. actually are like separated so separated from what's actually happening around them like they're so into their headphones and their iPhones and like they create their own little world around them that they don't recognize mm-hmm. that the world around them is actually the world around them. So like standing back and texting and you look up and some guys in, the, you know, getting pushed in, like you're still in the world of texting. So you go back to, oh, my God, somebody just got pushed yeah. into the tracks because you don't realize that it's actually happening in the same space you are. You've created your own space around you. You need to break out of that space to realize you are somewhere. Yeah. No, I, I think that's that's very, uh, a very astute observation. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> yeah, no, so it's kind of disturbing. That's the same fear of mine out here in the subway. I always try to position myself where I at least – don't feel like somebody could just randomly push me out in front of the train. So I'll, I'll look for the train yeah, and then I'll go back kind of up near a wall or something like that. I want as much play distance between me and the tracks as possible. In case there's a madman. Yeah, man. You don't know people. People are fucking crazy in my opinion. You, you, so you really you. don't know. Yeah, it's true. You don't know. People can get pushed in front of cars here in L.A. There, there's um, a couple people last night. And I don't know if they were drunkards or just people, um, but I was my block 
in which I live is hey, right. By the way, drunkards are people too. Well, they're different. They're a different breed. <laughs> Sure. The block in which I live is right off a, a pretty major – it's not a thoroughfare, but uh, Beechwood Canyon is a, a major street here in L.A. for tourists who are um, trying to get to uh, take pictures of the Hollywood sign. But also just off of Beechwood Canyon are a lot of um, streets that kind of go nowhere except batch, back onto Beechwood Canyon, like its own little community. There's mm-hmm. cul-de-sacs and then streets that just lead off and wind up in the hills and then – come back again to Beechwood. So a lot of people live up here, but really the only way to get there is up, up driving up Beechwood. So there's a lot of traffic on Beechwood. Um, and my street is built in a way that to get onto the street, it's not a sharp right turn. It's a very wide corner. So to get from one end of the street to the other, it's it's about the, uh, the length of a two-lane highway, but then it, it bottles next down into a regular tiny Hollywood Hills street. Um, okay. And people come tearing around that corner to get to the end of the block here. I don't know why, but that's what they want to do. So there were four or five people walking down the center of the street with their dogs last night as I was up at the end of the street. And some guy came tearing around the corner, and the guy had to, like, slam on his brakes. And the people just continued walking down the middle of the street and kind of, you know, sashayed over a little bit. Hey, come on, pulled their dogs over, and the car had to kind of go easily through them. But I'm like, you know, the car has to drive on the street. You have a choice to walk on the sidewalk or on the street. Um, so mm-hmm. I felt like pushing sure. them in front of the car. <laughs> then you, my friend, could be on the front page of the post. Do you ever feel like doing things and you go, gee, why would I think of doing that? Um, I'm going to go I'm going to go a little out in left field here. <laughs> Ooh, got the segment. <laughs> sure. Nice. I knew we'd get one in. Great. Um, every now and then I'll have, like, thoughts. And they're not necessarily crazy thoughts. They're just like, huh, I wonder, you know, I wonder if. Um, so, for example, I next to my um, toilet I have a table and I have a stack of magazines sitting on the table. So I'm standing and I'm urinating and I look over at the stack of magazines and I think – and just like it flashed into my head to grab the magazine and throw it in the toilet and piss on it. <laughs> and I thought, and as I stood there looking at it, it's got a big picture of Dick Van Dyke on the front. And I went, nah, I don't really want to pee on Dick Van Dyke. Right? That's, that's, that's the thought that went through my head. And then I thought, wow, I, I don't think I've ever thought that in my life. I don't think I've ever had the phrase, I don't want to pee on Dick Van Dyke, go through my head. But... I was thinking about like drunkards or people on PCP or Angel Dust uh-huh. or, or uh, what's the one? What's the Breaking Bad drug? Meth. Oh, meth. Yeah, people on meth. So, for example, also I was I... L- lying in <laughs> lying in bed the other day. I was rubbing my eyes and then I took my my thumb and my forefinger and I kind of pinched the bridge of my nose and I thought, uh-huh. gee, you know, I bet people who are on meth like think, I wonder if I can push my eye sockets and like push in and pop my eyes, you know. And it's the kind of thing that, like, if if I was drunk, and I've done this before, I was I've been at someone's house and I've been like, ah, I should piss on the magazine, ah, and then I grab the magazine and piss on it because I'm drunk and I don't have that internal. No, I don't want to pee on Dick Van Dyke. But I wonder how many uh-huh. people who are like, you know, lying in bed on 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 uh, meth, who actually poke their eyes out or piss on Dick Van Dyke, or end up pushing a guy in front of a moving subway. Because they don't have that thing that makes you go, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. 
I'm learning two things right now. One, I'm not going to put magazines out in my bathroom. <laughs> okay. Well, you have. I have peed on magazines. And, the best part about the magazines in your old bathroom was they were sort of hanging over a drying rack so I could let, it, let them hang there. Or you had a drying rack <laughs> over your bathtub so like I could pick up your cream, pee on it, and then hang it over the drying rack. Uh, well, I appreciate the fact that you were kind enough to dry it out. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, and the other thing I'm, I'm realizing is that uh, you have a healthy respect for Dick Van Dyke. Oh, yeah. But uh, surely I'm not the only one who has crazy thoughts every now and then. No, but your thoughts are definitely coming out of left field. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That was our new segment. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much. No, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have... Those kind of thoughts that flash into my head all the time where it's just kind of like, I wonder if, or what if I did this, or that time. Oh, you talked about it on the show when I was just mindlessly playing with a fork and decided to stick it in the electrical outlet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then sure enough, got shocked. Not a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but people, I mean, I do dump things like that. I took something out of the oven the other day, Okay the the uh -huh. piping hot oven and i sat it directly on my counter to spoon it onto my plate now i took it out of the oven using pot holders and i sat it directly on my counter and then i spooned out the the meal from the thing and in my head i was thinking this is probably too hot it just came out of a 450 degree oven to be sitting directly on my counter it's probably going to burn or leave something on the counter i should sit it on the stove so mm -hmm. i finished spooning it out and i went should I grab the potholders? Nah, it's been out of the oven for about 30 seconds now. It's probably cooled down <laughs> enough for me to just lift it over here onto the stove. So I picked it up by its, you know, by its handles. And as I was moving it, the, the second and a half it took it, I went, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. And I sat it down. And I, now I've got a burn on my finger. Because, it, like, why, what is the point? Like, it's so stupid, you know, but you think of things. And you have a very high IQ. I do, and that doesn't require much IQ. I mean, like, a, a, you know, ants know not to crawl over hot things once they've touched the hot thing. But, yeah, yeah. you know, that's, not, that's like, you know, lizard brain stuff. So Well, you're just curious. Maybe you're just curious. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I'm just, you know, hey, I can do this. You know, I can move this 450-degree pot from here to here. Boy, I might... As we as we are doing this, my Instagram feed is just blowing up. For of what people taking pictures of uh, instant things? No, no, I I took a lot of pictures last night. We'll get into you know since we're just chatting away. I don't. There's not too many news stories. If you want to do a quick run through of one of my sources, I don't know if you know this, Jace, is uh, the Drudge Report, which is kind of a right wing news story aggregator. I I, I know that. Web page. I also know that my friend John, when the Drudge uh -huh. Report came out, uh, registered the domain name Drudge.com, and he gets lots uh -huh. and lots of people visiting his website, which looks exactly like the Drudge Report, only it's called the Drudge Retort. And <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's great. Wow, genius idea. Well, I was looking just to see if there was any compelling news stories that I wanted to in inject into uh, the show, but. There wasn't, but there's a whole list of like just headlines that you click on the links and it takes you to the story. And this is great because I don't know if you saw the Daily Show the other day. John Stewart did this bit on the, um, you know, uh, how Christmas is again, once again, under siege, according to, uh, you know, Fox News. 
Yeah. You know, the answer to the question, uh, yes. Did you see the Daily Show the other day? For me, is always no, I did not see the Daily Show the other day. I don't watch the Daily Show. What I do is I'll go to like the Huffington Post and they always post the clip of his initial bit that he does. Yeah. And so I watch that. Right. I don't watch the whole show. But, um, not, and, and John Stewart's not a friend of the show, but I am a friend of his. I, I enjoy his comedy and his, his take on things. Yeah. I like the Daily Show. It's just on every day. Yeah. It's hard. Watch a Daily Show like that. I know. Unless it's TJ Hooker, I'm out. I, believe me. Unless it's Futurama. So, um, basically, here's the headlines that they're, that were all compiled up on the side of the page. It says, uh, Rhode Island Dove. It's not tradition to call it a Christmas tree. I guess they're, apparently they're banning uh, the Christmas tree as a religious symbol in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Main Mall sacks in after rudeness complaints. Hmm. Here's another one. Men busted for, ta- for tailing UPS truck and stealing gifts. Huh. Here's a great one. Hundreds of donated gifts stolen from church. <laughs> it gets better. Baby Jesus goes missing. <laughs> That's great news. I bet I'll be back in three days. Update. Church cuts Charlie Brown play after backlash. <laughs> Backlash. What the hell? And lawsuit threat cancels holiday concert. Jeez. Uh, so write your own stories, listeners, because I think we all know how those stories go. A bunch of paranoid right wingers. Christmas is under siege. I can see how that would make your Instagram feed blow up. Oh, that has nothing to do with that. What my Instagram feed is going to be in relation to when you ask me, "Hey, Rob, what'd you do last night?" And I'll tell you all that. Oh, okay, it's a tease. But my I took a bunch of pictures, and uh, I'm getting, I'm really getting good with this Instagram stuff. And I don't go for like a lot of the the, the added on filters that people are purchasing to make their sh- their pictures look really like you know, like techy and crazed. I'm just shooting with what they give me. Right. Yes. Right. You're not use you're not using the filter to make it look like an old crappy camera. You're using the filter to make it look no. Like, yeah. Okay. Just whatever they give me, the, the the limited tools, and my pictures are coming out great. Yeah. And people are liking them. God, people like me. People like you, Rob. <laughs> they really like you. There's people like you. Hey. There's people like me. That reminds me, Rob. And sometimes those people Oh, my God. Like Rob. You. Rob. Rob. What? Yes. That, Sorry. That reminds me. Have you found a karaoke place in the city? I have not. There appears to be one that's like right next door to hell where i live <laughs> that doesn't look like my spot at all i can just tell i don't like there's no stage the positioning where you karaoke is kind of like you're like back in the corner next to a table and in a window with a bar right next it's not conducive to the kind of performance i like and i like to have a mic stand but I hear there are places that I can go investigate, but I have not yet. Mm, okay. I'm going to do the live, the punk rock heavy metal karaoke at some point because they do it at my work. And that looks like something I can really sink my teeth into. I was thinking the other day because it came on my radio or one of my music <laughs> listening devices that per- the perhaps the breakup song would be a good song for you to do at karaoke. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, that one. There's more to that song than just that, but that is the hook. You know, Jace, they don't write them like that anymore. No, they don't. They sure don't. No, no! <laughs> no way! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be a good one. 
I, I will uh, I will see if they have that. If that appears on playlists. I'm sure it would. Okay. Unless there's a conspiracy against it. <laughs> to be continued. Wah, wah. You know, my daughter had no idea that uh, I Lost on Jeopardy, the Weird Al parody, was a parody of a real song. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's a parody of Our Love is in Jeopardy. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Yeah. You could do any Greg Kinn song, really. If there are any other Greg Kinn songs. Are there other Greg Kinn songs? I know. I was going to say, uh, you, uh, if you know more Greg Kinn songs, let me know. And listen or let us know by writing in or calling or texting. Yeah. 415-937-0445. What well, at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Hey, Rob, should we talk about Survivor? Oh. No, maybe because I didn't watch last night's episode because I was at a rock bonanza. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Do you want to talk about it? Do I have to watch it? Is it worth watching? It's worth watching, although I can tell you that it's the loved ones participate in the challenge episode. Oh, uh, yes. I saw that in the previews. Yeah, so you can do a okay. fast forwarding through that if you want to. And that they mm-hmm. also do the what I'm tired of Survivor thing of building a whole episode where it looks like one thing's going to happen and then you really hope that one thing's going to happen and then by the end of the episode it's like, no, didn't happen. We're just It's just happening the way that we you believe it's going to happen. We just built all this drama and, and suspense for no reason. Uh. Nothing happens. Nothing changes. Oh, big, nothing changes. Big moves were going to happen. We followed the big move all the way along, but no, big move didn't happen. That's not the editor's or the show's problem. That's the contestants' lack of metal. Yeah. That's a great album. It is a great album, actually. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <clears throat> yes, I, I usually, duh, I should have came home and just watched it like I normally do. I forgot that it was Wednesday and I forgot that I had taped Survivor. Hmm. I have something to do today when I eat my lunch. Yeah, there you go. You want to talk about your lunch? Is that what we're going to talk about? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no let's talk about, uh, we can talk about what I did last night. Okay. talk about what's been going on with you this week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, let me hear uh, about your uh, Instagram feed blowing up and then we can get into my... Are you uh-oh. sure? Okay. So... You know, last night actually turned out to be a, a pretty A-OK day, if I can use that. That's, I that's, feel, that's Jake. I feel I, I'm really trying hard. Backstory. I'm trying hard to get to 90 individual music shows this year. Okay. And I'm at 81. Okay. So last night made, would make it 82. And there was a couple of shows I was very interested in seeing, but I have to kind of wait week to week to see how my work schedule changes to make sure I don't buy tickets for a show that I can't attend. What happens when you see 90 shows? I don't know. I'll just feel a sense of accomplishment. I know it's a good round number. Once I knew that I was going to make 80, 90 felt like the good goal. I knew I wasn't going to make a hundred. It would be impossible for me to make a hundred this year. So, well, okay. The 100 is a nice round number. I know. Maybe next year. Hope springs eternal. Okay. Um, I petered out a bit. The work, the work gets in the way of my, uh, my other work. So I go to 
my site to find out what shows are going on. And I'm like, oh, my God, the Japan droids and dive show. Oh, I forgot. I can't. I, I, I want to see that, but I, I didn't think you'd still be not sold out. And I could get tickets for it. So I got tickets for it. And I told my wife, I said, look, I know we didn't, you haven't seen each other for a couple of days because I've been working, but I really want to go see this show. And she's like, yeah, go ahead, go see the show. And it's a good way for me to unwind. And I, I at this point, don't mind going to shows by myself. You're that guy. Are you with me? Yeah. I'm that guy. Um, so I go to the show. And, of course, it says doors at 8, show at 8.30. So I think, ah, I'll just get there a little bit early just so I don't miss things. And the show didn't start until, like, a little bit after 9. So yeah. I had a lot of time to kill. Yeah. So I keep saying so. The band I went to go see, well, both bands are bands that I had seen before. The headliner, Japan Droids, playing two nights at Webster Hall, which is a very good-sized venue. The first time I saw them was, like, three years ago. And they played the Hemlock in San Francisco. Very small. Holds maybe 50 tops. So I was excited to see them realize the dream of becoming headliners at a, at a big place, Webster Hall. And they did not disappoint. They were great. And I'm very happy for them. Die, band I'm very interested in because the guitar player was in another band, Shilpa Ray and her Happy Hookers. He was a happy hooker. And I had interviewed them. And I really liked it seen him a few times. Every time I see him, he says hi and he remembers me. So go to see him. They were great. And I'm taking my pictures on Instagram and posting up just to let people know my business. Well, they were resonating last night because I was just getting like after like after like, which was just really good for the ego. How can people follow you Did on I Instagram? You? No, no, I'm I'm listening. I'm doing oh. that weird thing that people do nowadays. Uh, I'm not used to it. <laughs> I used to anybody listen. <laughs> uh, yeah, but if people wanted to follow you on Instagram to see these pictures, how would they find you? It's uh, Bob. Okay, uh, so yeah. you got a lot. You got a lot of likes, uh, which was good a for lot your of ego. Likes. I took some really good pictures. I'm enjoying myself. Watch dive. I, I got the best spot to watch them. I went upstairs on the balcony level right behind the soundboard. Literally, like, I'm breathing down the sound guy's neck. Great sound for them. So, wonderful uh, show experience. Got to see them from a great vantage point. Got to hear them from an even better vantage point. So, it's in between bands, and I go and sit down with my drink, and I'm futzing on my Facebook and, you know, amusing myself while there's the transition between bands. And earlier in the evening, this really tall, statuous blonde who looked a lot like Mia Farrow, mm. like Mia Farrow in the Rosemary's Baby days, you know, with the short hair. Yeah, the uh, Frank Sinatra's Mia Farrow. Yes. She and I had made eye contact as I was heading out of the main room going upstairs. <laughs> and it was kind of like the look where we look at each other and I smile. She kind of smiles back and I could tell she was looking at me like, did she know me? Should I be like distracting Hallie? No. At no, this point I'll in the tell show, the same. <laughs> no, I'll tell Hallie the same exact story. Okay. So I go upstairs. I'm sitting down on the thing, and sitting on the thing. On, on a banquette on a you know cushioned seat, and who <laughs> walks right up, plops herself, sits right down next to me, but Mia Farrow looking girl. Yes. And I'm like, wow, that's cool. You know, like she's gonna talk to me. And so talk we did. Yes. And she was really, she was like, I guess, younger than me, but she kept her conversation was like, wow, you know, 
everybody here's a baby, blah, blah, blah. And Did you then think I you were the end. Gordon's fisherman? <laughs> well, I, have, I have my salt and pepper beer. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and she says to me, where do we know each other from? Uh-oh. That's a pretty good move, though. I love that question because I know that we don't know each other. <laughs> she knows you from the package of Gordon's fish sticks. <laughs> and she was the Morton salt girl. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, and you teased her along to try to get her to guess where she knew you. Of course. That's my new ace in the hole out here. Cause clearly I must look like somebody or an amalgamation of somebody or just have this look where people feel as if I might be somebody, or maybe because I'm older and at the rock show. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. They think you're the madman so who pushes people in front of subway trains. Maybe. maybe. So I say to her, I don't know. Have you ever lived in California? Mm-hmm. Which instantly makes me buy coastal. Right. Yeah. And she's like, no. Uh-uh. I'm like, well, I just moved out here about six months ago, you know, the second time, which now makes me seem like I'm a, a, a jet setter, somebody who hops from coast to coast. Yeah, that's what it makes you seem like, yes. <laughs> or an asshole. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And then, you know, we talk a bit, and I say, you know, hi, my name's Rob. She says her name was Sally. Sally? Then, yeah, Sally. And then we're talking, and I, I know she's trying to figure out if I'm somebody famous. Basically, that's where all this is going. I see, yeah, okay. You're Bob Duvet. I'm not going to make it easy. No. I am Bob Duvet, so I, and I am famous in my world. Yeah. So I'm not going to make it easy for her. And I'm not going to say one way or the other, you know, and then she's like, we get into the other roundabout way is asking what you do. Uh So then I say things like, oh, you know, I I do a variety of things. Uh, You know, mostly I'm involved in music, involved. Nice. I dabble. (laughs) Right. So then she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I used to be a music writer. Like, oh, I do some music writing. Some music writing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but we got beyond that uh, with no resolution, I'm sure, on her end. And just started chatting away. And then a friend of hers, this guy, I couldn't tell if he was her boyfriend or just an old childhood friend. The way she was talking to me indicated to me that there was no uh, – they weren't, they weren't doing it. Right. But he was a nice guy. And I did the classy move, which listeners, if you're out there and you want to be a classy guy – if a guy comes and sits up and you're sitting and talking to his girl, whether it is his girlfriend or not, or may or may not be, the polite thing to do is to, so, I'm so, oh, I'm sorry, my name is Rob, and introduce yourself and put out your hand for a handshake. Oh, wow, that never occurs to me. So I should say my name is Rob? No, no, say your name. Oh. But it, it, it instantly shows a little bit of respect and disarms whatever weird tension might arise from you talking to the girl he's either in love with or might be, you know, hooked up with and it makes you less of a threat and he said how do i know you he did not but we are all and so i got to while away the time in between the bands actually talking with people so it wasn't like i was at the show by myself so basically it was a lovely night where i got to chat with a couple of people um there was some some light flirting going on i i would say mostly on her end i was keeping it very uh you know very close to uh, civil, but yeah, I'm finding out here, that, and you know this, Jason, there's a way to be witty that makes you sound kind of, uh, you know, sophisticated. Yes. 
And New Yorkers, there's a certain sect of New Yorkers that still thrive on that sort of sophisticated, uh, was it, is it tete-a-tete? The only thing worse than being recognized is not being recognized. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's those kind of phrases. Like, she she initiated the conversation with, she was kind of checking the seat to make sure there was no wet spot, she said. She's like, there's no wet spot here, is there? And I go, God, I hope not. Oh. Did she think you had just finished having sex with a a groupie or something? (laughs) And so she says, she sits down, she's like, I don't know if it's like CBGBs used to be in the old days where people were puking everywhere. And I'm like, ah, it doesn't look like that kind of crowd. Because you were back at CBGBs in the old days. Well, exactly. And then we were, you know, we were you know, kind of laughing and talking. Well, then here's how my, my credibility shot, right? We were talking about how young the opening band, Dive, looked. And they are young. They're in their early 20s. And one of the guys, the guitar player, as I mentioned, is somebody I happen to know. So he, uh, as if on cue, comes walking out. I had mentioned, oh, I'm actually, he was here to see Dive. She's like, oh, I love them. I'm like, yeah, the guitar player is kind of a guy that I've known off and on for the last couple of years. And he, as, as I say that, he comes walking out and I kind of tap him and he looks over. He's like, Hey, Rob, what's up? I'm like, Andrew, how you doing? So she can actually see me talking with band guy. Yeah, sure. And talked a little bit further and he came on his way back. He comes back and he's like, what's up, man? He's like, I'm going to go over to the VIP area. Do you want to come with me? Oh. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> and so I say to the, the couple, I'm like, enjoy the show, guys. And they're like, Oh, it was really nice meeting you. And off I went. Into the VIP area, which, you know, at this point, I deserve this shit. I've been going to see a ton of shows, spent a lot of money on music. It's nice to be ushered into. Oddly enough, the VIP area was literally on the opposite. The ex- I was in the exact same place as I was, <laughs> just on the opposite side, which is funny because I was standing actually in a VIP position, but just not the VIP area. That's funny. Yeah. So, and then once back there, I met a few other, you know, kind of musical uh, heroes of mine. The, the singer for The Hold Steady uh, was there, and we were by next to each other. And I said, hey, man, I love your band. And he's like, hey, man, I love you. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well, that's great. That makes two of us. So the, that's sort of the problem, though, is that you sh- like nowadays you can't just hand off your card, you know, because everything's digital. That would have been the move to, like, yeah. hand her your card. Here, let's, you know, let's hook up or let's I make a wet <laughs> spot. Yeah. That is that was not the time to do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, but it was just a nice encounter. It was fun. It was uh, entertaining. And for at least, you know, half an hour or so, I didn't feel like I was at the show alone. Yeah. Well, that's really the trick, oh. though, isn't it? To, when you get to a show and, like, what do you do when there's nobody really there, nobody you know, and how do you spend the half an hour? I spend I, I do that exactly. a lot of times when I go see friend of the show Alicia Witt perform. I will show up mm-hmm. thinking I'm showing up just as the show is about to begin. And uh, she's getting more and more people at her shows now, actually. But Oh, I can tell. I've been wa- listening in, to her feed or watching her feed. And, yeah, uh, yeah I get that sense. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, back back in the day, back when, you know, she would come out after the show and hang out in the audience and I could visit with her. Nowadays, she just scurries backstage. Um, uh-huh. I'd be standing around in a big empty bar going, oh, here I am. Well, that's why the iPhone or the the smartphone, if you're an idiot, um, is useful because you can kind of just, you know, go into that world you talked about. And, you know, you're not going to – you don't feel as – like you stand out as much than if you're just standing up against a wall by yourself holding a cup. 
You know, here you're you're doing something. You're talking to people. Yeah. Somebody's talking to you. You're networking. Exactly. So it was a great show all the way around. Japan Droids surprised me. They have two records out, and the running time on each record has got to be around half an hour. So I'm thinking, even if they played every single song, they know it's still the show cannot be longer than an hour. Right. And I'm goddamn if they didn't play. I left. They were still playing songs. So I don't know where these songs were coming from. If they were writing them on the spot, <laughs> but they played close to two hours. Wow. Yeah, it was great. But I, then I got screwed. I left. And if being on the east side of town for anything is hard for me because I live on the far west side of town. I understand. And that is really, that is really the trick in, in New York is to try and stay on west or east because going east to west is very difficult. Yeah, those, uh, those boulevards, right? Yeah, they're long and I had to walk. It was very cold last night. I had to walk three avenues to catch my train. And then the trains weren't running. It was just a, it took me a long time to get home, just to say the least. And then I, I finished it off at the bar downstairs. It was quiet. So I went in and I like uh, Travis who works down there and sat and had a anchor steam. I was feeling nostalgic. I had an anchor steam and chatted with him a bit. And it was, it was a good night. Very good. That was my night, Jason, but I had a good one. I got to notch, put another rock show notch in my belt, had some witty repartee. Went to the VIP, met rock stars. Blew up your Instagram. Blew up my Instagram. It's still going. I haven't even looked at the latest batch of likes. Wow. But I'm at that point now where I've gotten on my Instagram before. It would just be like, you know, two or three people that I know that would follow me that would like it. I think out of obligation. Now I'm at the point where when I look, it'll say like 11, 12 hearts. It doesn't even list all the names. There's too many names to list. Wow. 11 or 12. Yeah, sometimes 24. Wow. Always an even number. <laughs> <laughs> like 11. So, so you're... Tell, uh, me, tell me... Oh, go ahead. No. No. I was going to say, tell me about you. Tell me of Jason. Well, you may recall last week that I, with varying degrees of enthusiasm, am heading back into the dating pool. Yes. And that as of last week, I had scheduled about six different dates with six different women in about seven different days. <laughs> yeah. It was through the speed dating. Yeah. Um, so the reason I do that is, you know, online dating is a lot like casting a play, I've discovered, having been a director okay. of casting a play. Because when I hold auditions for a play, let's say I say, hey, I'm having auditions for a play, and then 20 people respond and say, I'm going to come audition. Well, five of them aren't going to show up. Um, five of them are going to be terrible. Five of them okay. may decide that they're not even interested in doing the play once they show up. And then five of them will be like, yeah, okay, you know, good enough to move on to callbacks, right? So really, you, you know, to use your quarter wood, half wood, three quarter wood analogy. <laughs> okay. There's really only about... You've been useful already. Yes. There's usually only about a quarter of the people who show up that, you know, are actually worth pursuing. So there's three quarters that aren't happening. So in dating, the reason I book myself six dates in seven days is that, you know, a, quart a quarter of those people aren't even going to keep the date, right? Okay. And then a quarter of them aren't going to be interested in me. And then a quarter of them I'm not going to be interested in. And then there's going to be a quarter of them that it's like, well, you know, I'll see what happens, right? 
Okay. So I had it scheduled. Yeah. So I had it scheduled that I had a date last Wednesday night, a date Thursday night, a date Saturday afternoon, and then a date with another person Saturday night, a date Sunday night, and a date Monday night, and a date Tuesday. And I had that all booked because I was going to play cards last night on Wednesday. So I had decided that, uh, right. So I, here's what happened. Um, the date last Wednesday night, she ended up not being interested in me and said, we're not a good match. The date on Thursday night, we uh, hit it off. I thought we had a really good time together. And then I said, well, should we go out again? She said, yeah. And I said, well, let's go out to dinner next Friday, which would be tomorrow night. She said, great. Okay. So I uh, called her on Saturday just to chat. And then like half a day later, I got a text back from her saying, hey, sorry, I have plans tonight, which I didn't ask her if we, she wanted to do anything that night. I texted back to her, mm-hmm. well, I have plans tonight, too. I just, you know, wanted to touch base about dinner on Friday. No response at all. <laughs> and then two days later, I texted her saying, hey, just wanted to follow up on Friday. No response at all. So I think she accidentally thought she was texting back some other guy that she's interested in when she returned my call. Uh, uh, well, I guess that's got to you got to figure that people are dating several people at once. Right. Exactly. Which is fine. That's what I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. what was that? Here's somebody's ringing the doorbell. I know who it is. It's not for me. It's some, the male person ringing the doorbell just to get in to do the mail. I don't know why they don't have a key, but that seems to happen. I see. Out here. Uh, Friday night's date. No, there wasn't a date on Friday. Was there? Don't remember. There's, now there's people talking. How do they, how can they talk project into my apartment? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you should. What the hell's going on? You want to uh, <laughs> want to handle this? Hold on. Okay. What's going on? It's like a two-way radio. Are you hearing both conversations? Uh, I don't know. Let me go investigate. Okay. Rob is going to go investigate. Wow, that was weird. <laughs> so what? What was happening? So. The guy that was trying to ring buzzers to get into the building, somebody took the bait and was chatting with him, trying to find out, I guess, who he was, or maybe it was he was ringing for that person specifically, but I could hear their conversation here. Huh, crazy. I hope that doesn't become yeah. the norm. <laughs> <laughs> with a cliff. <laughs> uh, okay, so, right, I don't... so you're dating you're dating multiple people right now. And one of them uh, agreed to a date and now has appeared to disagree with the date. Right. Yes, exactly. She's vanished off the place of the earth. So Saturday, I went and had coffee with a girl who was a little more... She had described herself as fat. Okay. <laughs> and uh, she was overweight. I wouldn't say she was fat, but she was, you know, she was a big girl. And she has a beautiful face, like a stunningly beautiful face. Um, they say that about a lot of fat people. <laughs> she, <laughs> but she was beautiful, like sitting and talking. Wrong to freezing. <laughs> I, I like sitting and looking at her at the table. It's like she's really beautiful and she's really, you know, fun and interesting. And then like she's but she got up and she's a big girl. I mean, she's really a big girl. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm not one to 
to dismiss someone just because they're overweight. So we have plans. I don't to, have a problem with that personally. Yeah, we have plans to go out again, and we'll we'll see. Uh, the girl I went out on a Saturday night. She lives out in Long Beach, which I think I mentioned last week was not going to work out in any way, shape, or form because there's no way I'm going to date someone who lives in Long Beach. But I went out there just to try it. Um, yeah, how'd I, it go? I was curious about that one. There well, was no traction there based on the pictures, correct? Uh, well, she was a pretty girl. Um, and uh, I was kind of – I was on a full-court press there. I was like, you know what? If I'm going all the way out here, I want to make sh- – I'm going to see if something's something's happening, right? Yeah, I'm coming away with something. Yeah, so I was uh, – we went out and had dinner. And at the end of dinner, I said, uh, I'm not nearly done hanging out with you yet. And she said, oh, okay. So I said, you live around here, right? <laughs> and uh, she took that to mean, yeah, uh, I know of places around here. So let's go to the coffee shop down the street. I went, okay, mm-hmm. let's go to the coffee shop down the street. So we went to the coffee shop down the street. We bought some coffee. We sat down. And as we sat down and started drinking, the people started putting tables up, I mean, uh, chairs up on tables. Like they were uh-huh. shut, shutting the place down. And she goes, wow, I, yeah, it was like 9.30. She said, I, I didn't realize this place closed so early. And I go, well, uh, could we go back to your place or would that be awkward? <laughs> uh, and she said, uh, no, that would be awkward. Uh, here, I know of another place we can go. We can go get frozen yogurt. Okay. So now I'm following her in the car to frozen yogurt, and I'm thinking, well, th- this is not this is not what I want to be doing anymore. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Following her, like tailing her at this point. Yeah. So then we get to the frozen yogurt place, and it's brightly lit, like really uh, brightly lit. I hate that. Fluorescent lighting. Yeah. Nobody benefits from that. No. No. Uh, so we stayed there for about an hour, and she was entertaining. She talked a lot. Um, uh-huh. And uh, – and then at the end of it, I was she, I, we, she gave me sort of a hug and a pat on the back and left. And I was like, okay, that's enough. I you know I know this isn't going to work out, and I didn't get what I wanted out of this. So I texted her the other day saying, hey, you know, had fun. Do you, do you want to try date number two? And she wrote back, um, it, you got a wicked sense of humor, and uh, you know, I had a good time with you. Uh, but I was wondering if we could get to know each other's friends first. Yeah, not so much. Long Beach. No, you know, I don't need any new friends. And I also especially don't yeah. need friends who are girls who, like, I want to date, who hang and out and are friends with me. Yeah, I have those friends yeah. already. So I texted her yeah. back. Well, I think becoming friends is part of the dating process. Um, you know, but if you're not into me that way, I, I totally understand. Nothing. Heard nothing back. <laughs> wow, because you called her on it. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. That's the end of that. My date on Sunday night canceled and rescheduled for Friday night. Okay. My date on Monday night canceled um, or just forgot. And then she rescheduled for Wednesday night and forgot and then rescheduled for Thursday night. But then texted- uh, I don't, don't even – that's it. Two strikes and you're out. Yeah. And then she texted me this morning saying I'm, I'm too tired for tonight. And I was like, okay, never mind. Um, that was that. That's the third strike actually. Um and uh, I think that's it. oh, and then I, I had a date for Tuesday night, which I canceled. I decided I didn't want to. I didn't want to go and see this girl. Um, uh-huh. And there you go. So now I've got uh, Friday night. I have a tentative reschedule with the pretty-faced uh, large girl uh, sometime next week. I'm supposedly going hiking. Oh, I'm meeting a girl for coffee this afternoon, uh, and I'm supposedly going hiking with someone this weekend. But I have to reschedule that. Um, she also. Hi- yeah, here's the thing about her though. She's um 
Japanese from Japan with a heavy Japanese accent. Um, And she also had some sort of disease as a kid, and her hands are deformed. Okay. Which, again, not that, nothing, nothing wrong with that if we connect in some other way, but, you know, eh. I don't know if I, I like we talked on the phone I could barely understand her. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That might be difficult. That might be difficult. But the most difficult thing is I have a screening of Les Misérables on Sunday which I would prefer to see instead of going hiking with a heavily accented Japanese girl I don't know with deformed hands. <laughs> oh man. That is a uh, very interesting so that's dating, Rob. That's, that's back life out back in the what, dating world. Is that what dating is? <laughs> that's it. You've got it. I wanted to get back to the fluorescent lighting because I realize now why hospitals use fluorescent lighting. It's probably because they make whatever condition that much seem that much worse. Right. And it's probably why you go see rock shows is that people confuse you as someone's famous instead of being at the frozen yogurt yeah. place where everyone knows you're well, that's what dark. That's what dark lighting will do for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, club lighting. Uh, if, if you made a, a hospital or a, a coffee shop club lighting, there'd be a lot. People would be a lot friskier, I think. <laughs> OK, good point. Duly noted. So uh, that's a lot to juggle. And I feel as if. And you know this because you've been dating quite quite some time. That it, it's not worth it. it. It's not worth it if you don't hear back from the person or they keep forgetting. It's their un uh, uninspired way of saying, "Yeah, I'm just I don't know how to say no." Yeah, right, exactly. And that's fine. And the reality is, is I know you, you don't care either way. No, I don't care either way. That's kind of what, where my problem is. I really don't have my heart in dating right now. It's not mm-hmm. what I want to be doing. Um, and I've, but it's what you should be doing. I guess it, I should be. I mean, I should. I, 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 the the thing is that like the idea that I can continue to walk around at, at at my age and someone's just going to pop up and be there for me, like going to fall into me when I'm ready for it. Like mm-hmm. that hasn't happened. It hasn't happened for the past ten years. Someone hasn't shown up. I mean, someone did show up, but it didn't pan out, and she wasn't ready for me, and it didn't work mm-hmm. out at the time. Um, so, you know, and we knew it wasn't going to work out, but we kept saying, or I kept saying it was going to work out and she kept saying, no, it's not going to work out and blah, blah, blah. Um, so what can I say? I think if one person says it's not going to work out, it's not going to work out. Yeah. But really my method was to continue saying, Hey, come on. No, I'll be here. It'll work. Just be patient. Well, you're a romantic. You're a romantic. I am a romantic. That's my and trouble. That is the you know, the curse of the romantic is to think like no, I mean, movies are based on this, right? Where it's impossible against all odds. Yeah, yeah. So take a look okay. at me now. <laughs> uh, well, I, 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 I can feel. I, I don't know that people drop out of the sky and appear in your life. I think there is some effort and sifting that needs to go on. I think you just have to be open to the experience when it happens. Yeah. And maybe be searching for the diamonds in the rough. Diamond in the rough. In the rough. Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? Diamonds. Oh, that's diamonds on the soles of their shoes. Look for the diamond on the sole of your shoe. 
All right, well, I have to uh, do some homework because I have to remember which girl I've talked to and which story I've told before I go out on my coffee date nice. this afternoon. I like that. Keep there it sharp. Go. What do you got going on this weekend? Anything? Well, I have my date with the realtor this afternoon. She's a realtor. Okay. Um, and then tomorrow night's my date with the attorney, who I'm actually really looking forward wow. to seeing. Wow. Yes. And, expect, uh, the re- expect the attorney to be crazy. Okay. So far, not the case, but we'll see. Uh, and then my daughter is doing her holiday show this weekend. Her glee club, or whatever you call it, is this Saturday night. I'll be going to see her perform. Uh, and I have a screening of the new musical spectacular Les Miserables, which is happening on uh, Sunday. And then I'll probably go see the screening of the new Quentin Tarantino movie, Django Unchained, uh, on Monday night. I'm going to go see that for sure. Not the screening, but uh, when it is released, I plan on seeing that movie. I like yeah. Quentin Tarantino films. Yeah, yeah. I had an opportunity to see it on Tuesday when I decided to not go on my date on Tuesday. I had a screening that mm-hmm. I could go to, but it had a Q&A afterwards with three actors, Kerry Washington and two other actors that I didn't hear of. And I just hate Q&As, so I decided not to go. Why they're just boring? You find that they're not useful or interesting? Yeah, they're boring. And people ask the same questions and they tell the same stories and I'm just tired of it. Like it's it's never mm-hmm. anything new. No one unless the person who is the guest is really electric and has something fun to say, then they're boring. Okay. I I can see that. Okay. That's my weekend. That's what I have to do. Hey Rob, what do you got going on this weekend? Well tonight I'm going to my wife works for a big company, but she works in a smaller group. Mm-hmm. You follow me? My so wife. We're doing the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, we're having a smaller group dinner. So it's going to be my wife, her coworker. It's funny because her boss's name is Bob. Her coworker's <laughs> name is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> her co name is Rob, and I am Rob. So Rob, Bob, and Robert. Wow, that's confusing. Yeah. So we're all going out to dinner with spouses. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm her spouse. So that'll be fun. We have to go to Jersey City. Kind of got screwed a little bit in the location. We were hoping it was going to be somewhere in Manhattan. Now we have to travel out to Jersey City. Yep. So that's tonight. Tomorrow, I'm working the day shift at Fontana's. If you're in New York City, folks, and you want a happy, happy hour... Come and see your friend Bob Duvet at Fontana's 105 Eldridge between Grand and Broom, where I will be slinging the cocktails from 2 to 9. Because your pickle shots mean so much. Oh, my God. We never got to the pickle shots, but... Next week! Next week, absolutely. So that that's a Friday working, and then we usually go out to dinner after I, I work, and then I'm working Saturday. I have to go in and get this, Chase. I start at 10.30 at night. Oh, my stars and garters. That's 7.30 yeah, at night, seven, my time. Yeah. So at 10.30, I go into work, which means I'll be there until about 5. Ugh. Easy. Ugh. 5 or 6. Ugh. But that's okay. I like it. I like the work. I enjoy uh, I'm working with Liza in the back bar. I love working with Liza. She's great. Um, oh, is fun. she Liza? <laughs> Not that Liza. Uh, uh, I'll tell you something about Liza Minnelli next week. Next week? Next week! Okay, great. Why don't we just uh, stop Over. the show then? It's over! It's over! Can you tell me what the they said? Did you hear what the they said? Can you hear what the they said?
Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. Yeah, Alan's got a great toilet. I don't know if you remember Alan's toilet. I do remember Alan's to- toilet. All right. <laughs> we are back. <laughs>